Alright, so what it do, what it done, skis, the broski doodles in the hizzle. Your boy Steven over there. Tell him what's good, Steve. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. It's, uh, we just passed a tropical dis- depression, Sally. Not very, I mean, I, I guess, I don't even know where it came from. It just all of a sudden showed up and, um, it, it was raining a little bit and we like, oh, by the way, yeah, you know, you're going to be inundated all weekend. So what, there was a, a storm over there in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause like my girl like went to Naples, uh, because of all like, you know, because it was her friend's birthday, it was supposed to be a beautiful weekend. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's Florida for you, bro. Just fucking weather unpredictable as all can be. So, uh, what about right, you? Sally? So that is gone now. Yeah, it's gone and actually a great sunny day. So, uh, I'm going to try to take right, man. advantage of that. But. Well, I started playing football with my my football friends, indoor football at the moment. Is that the football been, with your foot or the football? Yeah, with the foot. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's soccer. <laughs> soccer. Uh, soccer, guys. Soccer. So it's uh, it's football. It's all right. Is it British football? It's for the real men. <laughs> Is it soccer because you should wear socks? Or because you suck as, like, <laughs> as, a, yeah, if, as a continent, as a continent. <laughs> so if you hear the laugh from uh, from somebody that's sinister, scary, uh, and maybe burglarizing in your house, well, <laughs> we do have a special guest today, guys. Oh shit! Uh, I'm not even gonna introduce him. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him let you guys know who he is. But yeah, identify yourself. I am a, a member of QAnon. <laughs> um, we have some interesting questions. Yes. Um, don't trust the government. Don't trust the president. Don't trust. Don't even trust me. You can't trust anybody. Not even yourself. Run for your life. <laughs> Are you like the V for Vendetta in Hialeah? <laughs> I'm uh, W for Wachete. 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 Are, are, you, are you cooking crack or are uh, you dissolving bodies with chemicals in the basement that you're in? No, the thing is that um, I was warned by Fauci to wear a mask because I could even get it through a Zoom call. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to risk it. Knowing, hey dude, you, fuck it. knowing you guys, <laughs> but protect I think I, yourself while you protect me. I, I will, I will. But I think uh, I think I can trust you guys. I know, I know you guys haven't been in any shady locations, right? right? I don't think I've had it. Right. <laughs> I can. I don't know about Stevie. It doesn't look good. No, no, no. The strip, the strip clubs are are very sanitized. Yeah, actually, it was a. Did you see that uh, that article that like um, nightclubs and nightclubs and something else are going to remain closed strip clubs mm-hmm. however strip clubs are fine they're going to be open mayor whatever he manages what the blasio only in miami oh in miami miami right dude i mean like like this motherfucker doesn't own a couple <laughs> of them strip clubs dog. yeah Bad. fucking tootsies and scarlets he has fucking 50 percent of that shit Yo, but that's funny. In New York, there was a protest because gyms were allowed to open. Uh-huh. But but there's like a subcategory of gyms, which are the ones that do like uh, CrossFit training and like, <laughs> like this type of like class type shit where like you're like in some basement and then like, okay, guys, so like, let's pick up this, you know. Uh-huh. So High intensity they say interval that, training. All right. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. But yeah, so 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 they're like, no, those are they're you're too close, right? And then the guys are pissed off, right? Like the owners, and and I understand though, like if you're gonna open gyms, like why not open this shit? I don't see the the big difference. But to be honest, I was kind of glad because I was like, yeah, fuck those train, you know, CrossFit motherfuckers, you know. I, for some reason, I don't like that, you know. Not, not, nothing against you, like I'm pretty sure this shit is good for you. But one day you're just gonna bust your knee and it's just gonna pulverize. I mean, it cannot be healthy, you know, to be running around and doing a downstairs shit in one minute. Yeah, they say that. Uh, they say that those are probably more likely for people to get hurt. But then, couldn't you say the same about the NFL? Couldn't, you know what I mean? Or, or well, I think with the NFL, you can say that you will die. I mean, the NFL <laughs> or, is pretty fucking. Or boxing, right? I, I don't know. Is is there boxing happening these days? I guess if you if they, the two uh, people get test, tested and then yeah. they bubble. 
Yeah. What if they both get tested and both have it? Can they agree to go and fight? <laughs> <Then they> can... <laughs> as long as they have the same strain. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, but it's it, it's funny, right? Like I I went to play football, right? And we went into like this complex that has like uh, tennis courts and like squash. You know that game? I call it paddle or you know like squash. whatever. Squash. Like highlight. Racquetball. Racquetball. Oh, mm-hmm. racquetball. That's the shit, though. <laughs> yeah, like the the rich people call it squash. Oh, sorry, you're rich. No, I'm not, but <laughs> But in this place, you know, like they have like little courts for different things, tennis, squash, whatever. And we went to play indoor football or soccer. And when we're coming in, the lady's like, wait, 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 wait. Have you guys gone to the office and disinfected yourself? <laughs> and one of my one of my friends that's like, you know, on top of things like quick, he's just like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, K- Kiko, he has, you know, he has this disinfectant. This, this we're all good. We're all good to go. And she's like, oh, all right, all right. And we'll just go. <laughs> And then once we get to the court, we take off the masks and we play. Uh-huh. And after that, as a ritual, every time we finish the exercise, we go to a respective uh, bar to destroy everything that we've done in the last <laughs> hour and a half. So we go and have beers, right? And once you get to the bar, it's like, okay, you have the mask. And then once you sit, okay, you take it off. And then you're around a bunch of people. And it's just like... And I was just thinking with my friends, right? I mean, some of my friends are a bit younger. Some of them are my age, around 30. But the younger ones are just like, yeah, I had it already. Fuck that. Even though I had it, I'm out there fucking. I'm just like, damn, chills. But, you know, like that mentality, right? And then my older friends, some of them are like, no, fuck, this is a conspiracy, all this bullshit. And then I'm sort of in the middle. I'm like, I'm scared of it. But I'm also like, do we need to be locked down forever? (coughs) And he was telling me like, the masks that everybody wears, the, are they're supposed to be one-day masks. And he asked all of us, like, did you throw it away yesterday and got a new one? And we're like, nah. Like, the ones that wear the, 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 the cloth one, you have to wash it every day. Did you wash it every day? Like, nah, nah, not really. Nobody does. So, even if it was... And, and I think it has to protect something. Like, at least if you're spitting shit out, like, that's going to catch it, regardless if it's the same mask from a week ago. Yeah. But... Given how they were at the beginning with this shit, like, no, it has to be the right mask because the particles and all this, but then people can just put a thong in their mouth. Like, how effective is it? Like, do you guys, I guess, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm fucking rambling. When I'm editing this, I'm going to figure out, like, <laughs> what the fuck are you saying, Kiko? Let your guest speak. No, but you guys tell me, like, what do you guys think? Because I think now I feel comfortable talking about COVID because it sort of feels like it's part of our life now. So I, I kind of want to talk about the nuance behind the little things that uh, about COVID. Not like before, like, oh, it's panic, we're going to die. No, but like, this is something that we're living with. Do you think the masks really are do something? So, uh, I mean, think about it this way. Like, in reference to what you were saying about, you know, you got to throw out a uh, day-old mask and shit. Um, imagine getting a, sh- a sheet of bounty, right? And, and then uh, get one sheet that's completely dry and one sheet that's already soaked, and then try to pick up the same puddle. Which is gonna pick up more? The dry one. The dry one. So in essence, the, the wet one is the one that's already been used. You haven't wrung, wrung it already, you haven't washed it, or you haven't cleaned it, and someone you can't really clean like the, the single day you have to throw out. So if that's already packed with molecules, because uh, it, it absorbs a certain amount, and after that it, it, can't, it can't do it anymore, it can't do its process. Mm-hmm. So that's why the whole cleaning so would you agree that because most people don't use masks efficiently and correctly, and also, let's not put this burden on the people, it's not an easy task to, like, I mean, first, like, the real mask, the N995, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, that, and you can't breathe at all with that one. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty tight. I guess, all right, so to kind of think about how I see masks, um, so more than anything else i think the the wearing of the masks yes although it does have a sense of protection for you you are actually protecting the rest of the people so and uh and so like m- for me i think even if you wear the same mask right and you walk into a bar and somebody with covid is speaking and the molecules of covid is now stuck to your mask okay there is a op- there is a chance that you potentially could breathe that in in that very moment i mean if it's not one of these 95s or something a little bit but let's say you don't right let's say you don't you wear it again and now your your chances of catching this covid is is higher because you're you're not washing it 
and you're breathing it in, you know, over a period of 24, 48 a week. Maybe you never wash your mask, you fucking nasty fucker. <laughs> so, you know, so you're, you're going to catch it. But if you catch it and you're a responsible mask wearer, do you still transmit it? And so that's where I come in thinking, well, okay, like if you put a mask on and you just like cough or sneeze, if you could imagine a plume of like your spit and your and your, you know, wet molecules in the air, it's going to fall short compared to when you don't have a mask and you do it. And it's like a big plume in front. I've seen like some some super nice diagram of this. Right. It, it, it falls short. So. So I guess what I'm, I, I want to see more people with masks on, whether you have COVID or not, you can do whatever, just keep that shit on. So I don't like my masks don't, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> like well, what you're saying is cause, cause you're saying like it's easier to catch it than give it, which yeah. I don't really get either. Like, why would it be different? But, but the, the way that I look at it is what you just said, if you're sneezing, coughing, when you have a mask, that has to stop a lot of it. Yeah. Because, like, the small particles, they say, can only be stopped by an efficient mask that's being used properly. But given that that's not the case, mm-hmm. I'm not even worried about the little particles because I think we're fucked. You know, like, if you ride in the metro, right, the underground, mm-hmm. or a bus, like, like here in Madrid, they should open the, the windows on the bus, but they don't. Like, So at the end of the day, like, the small particles, you're going to get that shit regardless, yeah. I think. So... The way that I look at it is, at least something has to be, it's got to be doing something in regards to, like, the big particles. Like, when you sneeze, when you spit, when you speak. You know, you have those motherfuckers that speak, and they're always with a, I don't know if one of you does that, but, like, <laughs> dog, you don't even want to pass the blunt to? Like, no, nah, dog. <laughs> you going to kiss my blunt, dog? Shut the fuck, the fuck out of here, man. You know, the type of guy you burn the tip of the of the joint for? Like, no, nah, dog, give me that shit back. Like, <laughs> corona, bitch, get the fuck out of here. You yeah. Know? Like I got that. boys. I got boys who who uh, when this whole thing started, they just they just all started rolling their own blunts. Like there's no more there's no more matching up. No, you yeah. know what I'm saying. It's like all right, no, you can bring your shit. I mean, you can come hang out, but I ain't passing you this blunt. Down. <laughs> no, I mean it's a great excuse for like the the, the, the motherfuckers the, I never brought. They never brought <laughs> <laughs> the sentry ones. Now all of a sudden they're not I coming like. out and hanging out. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I think yeah. it's a good it's a good way to, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I just I just found it interesting that a lot of my friends were like a lot of them are just like yeah this is serious but and I just I don't know I wanted to get like a feel of what other people think so thanks for giving me your perspective on that I didn't want to get off the topic today we want to talk about a really interesting and and actually moving story. I haven't watched it yet, but there's a documentary on Netflix called uh, Octopus My Teacher, if I'm not mistaken, and Steven has watched it, and it's about this scientist that finds this really beautiful and majestic octopus, and he fucks the octopus until the octopus dies. No. <laughs> what? That's not, <laughs> that's not what it's about. It's really well, interesting, yes. That was, a, that was an epic summary? <laughs> <laughs> No, straight verbatim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, Sundance, I just read. Sundance, I, I just <laughs> read the little, the little info on four, the four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Out of ten. <laughs> so, I think yeah. I mean, I was just because last night, I, all weekend, I've been working on some major project, and I just kind of wanted to like kick back and watch something a little bit interesting and have something to to bring to the table for you guys. And uh, you know me, you know how much I love the animals, you know how much, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, no. <laughs> so, Steven, the resident zoologist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, today uh, on, uh, out here in the, in, the, in the kelp forest, oh, the story, the wow. story. Bear with Damn. me, guys. Come, uh, with me come with me to the, to the story room. I'm, I'm totally submerged. Okay. Story times. Hello. <laughs> It was a stormy day in the kelp forest. <laughs> and uh, this guy who is uh, all his life was a wildlife photographer. And he would be, uh, you know, one of the one of the stories he gave 
um, just to kind of give himself some credibility is that he was in like Africa in the oh man I'm gonna I don't I'm not gonna even say because I can't remember exactly it was all, it was like just a brief moment but he was with a lot of uh, the like the world's best animal trackers and these guys are tribe tribal men like there's no shirt on their backs they're walking around with sticks and barefoot like tracking snakes and and to uh, eat them to eat them yeah yeah these but he you know he made i guess they communicated in a way where they let him they let the guy the main uh the main storyteller capture their their tracking abilities on camera and it's just hunting abilities yeah hunting well he calls it tracking because you actually have to like track the animal and and see where you know their their their, habits their where they go and mate and exactly exactly and so so these guys i guess it was impressionable to him because it got to a point where he had fatigue from his job like he just was tired of of doing it he didn't want to pick up another camera he didn't want to edit another video like he was done and so he was, he's from, uh, he, I think he's Australia and, and, you know, he's sitting at his house and, and he remembers like he, he was just getting into a rut and he remembered back when he was a child that he would go swimming every day in the South, like the very South tip of, uh, of the Atlantic ocean side of, of, um, Australia, mm-hmm. which is weird because I'm now I'm thinking about it. Does the Atlantic ocean get there? Whatever it was, it was the kelp forest, and it was, and it's amongst like this, this little like cape, and it has like a lot of like rough, 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 uh, waters or whatever. But he he starts to describe it in such a beautiful way, that and, and obviously, and what's really interesting, guys, if you if you get a chance, watch it because I really want to know how the fuck he captured all this stuff. Like he's capturing one instance. Where well let me I'll get there I'll get there let me not go too far. Damn, uh, this guy, bro. Yeah, this guy's on some shit. <laughs> it's just very interesting. It's just super duper interesting. So, anyways, he uh, he's going around and he's he's kind of getting a, a feel for the for that area where he grew up and where he swam when he was a child and it's pretty deep and you can like you can grab the kelp and like bring yourself down. He's like a free diver. He's got no scuba tank. He's got no oh, wetsuit. And um, he's just going down there, holding his breath forever. He's got the camera gear. And he's like, he's finding all these little animals. It's really, really cool, whatever. And then he finds this octopus. And he tries to get close to this octopus to, like, film it. And it it, it swims away. And he's like, oh, man, you know, I I lost my opportunity there. Um, So it's it was kind of like, all right, whatever, we'll try again. Um, And the um so i'm trying to i'm trying to piece the story together in in a straight line but anyways he comes back another day another day and and there's that octopus again like it's the same one because you don't really see too many in this area and and actually you you know it's usually a territorial kind of thing like they don't they don't really come together and i guess uh the whole point of the story was that eventually this this octopus like kind of came on came up to him and it created a bond and a friendship. He goes on later to talk about how these octopus are really just like they only live for about a year, and uh, and and so a lot has to happen in that lifetime. There's a you know there's the 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 hunting, the gathering, the growing, and then like the mating, right? And Damn. yeah, and and all in one year, at least this particular species is I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um. So then what else can I say? Uh, he becomes friends with this octopus. So much so that he comes back and uses this particular animal, this one animal, to, to document and, and, and do his his whole documentary on. But he starts to... At, like, what, at what point does he fuck the octopus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for the, for the Netflix summary to yeah. come through. So... So the he unfortunately never gets to fuck the octopus. <laughs> no. well, I mean, you haven't got to the end, yeah, so you don't know. <laughs> I, After all the chasing, <laughs> what was the impressive? octopus died one day after the year, right on the dot. Pretty much, actually. He, um, it was oh, so he dies on the documentary. Yeah, yeah. He he captures oh, the whole fun. he captures the whole octopus like the life and death. Wow. And that's kind of like and that's kind of what was awesome about it. Like in about midlife uh, day day like 100 and something of documenting him 
um, there, there's a shark and this is the attack that I, I was talking to you about earlier is like there's a there's a shark that can scent smell him in the area right and and he's like oh my god like I, you know I, I should intervene I should stop the shark from from doing harm to this animal but he goes no you know I really can't mess with the with the process like he's you know he's he's committed you know and he understands uh, the cycle of life or whatever and sure shit you know like the the shark ends up catching a uh, his arm like one of the tentacles and doing one of the death rolls that they do they do like a like snag on they do a death roll rip the whole arm right off but but the uh, octopus was fine well he was hurt badly it was and it retreated into his uh eventually into her her den her den it was, it was a female octopus and um no wonder and so to fuck it. he goes he goes and he finds it like dying and when they're not doing well you know they change colors so it's like when mm. they're dying it was like pale white he's like it's sleeping it's sleeping it's sleeping ah. and after like three weeks he's like damn like what's going on but then after the third week he's not in the den and, or yeah he's not in the she. den he's, he's she's yeah she's not in the den she's around and then you see like this little micro arm coming out <laughs> and it was like oh my god like finally it's really cool whatever He's back and she's back and she's in action and then she's learning to hunt better, you know, so like there's a there's like a real a relationship building on this, right? I'm not going to do the whole hour and a half story <laughs> for you, but but I guess, it, uh, you know, it, it starts to learn how to defend itself even better. And what was crazy is that, you know, these are like antisocial animals, octopuses, this, you know, and so the fact that it was trying to create a relationship and remembering who this person was. I mean, it was playing with fish, which it never really it, like these animals just don't play with fish like that. It was chasing; it's non-predatorial. But then the the you know right towards the end, the the same type of shark comes back to try to eat it, eat eat it right, and it's doing all kinds of crazy stuff, hiding in the kelp. It goes up in the kelp and like wraps itself around in the kelp, so it's like you don't actually see it, but like it's so incredible. Like you you just find like these insane Damn. thought process coming from these animals, right? And uh, and what it finally did was it, it got away and it stuck itself into the sand, got its suction cups and like wrapped itself like a burrito, but it grabs shells with it. It like grabs shells. So it looks like it's like this rock, f- this it's rock thing, right? Ornate rock structure. Yeah, it's like really crazy. Yeah. So, so in the bottom of it, it sucks all these rocks and then it turns over. Yeah, kind of like... Well, not over. It like no, like like on it on itself. Crunch wrap supreme. The crunch wrap. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Crunch wrap supreme with the meat on top. Yeah. <laughs> so, the shark finds it and, oh. and starts and starts yanking poking at it, the, poking ah. it, but it can't get to it because it's like it, it's full of like rocks and he's protecting the head. You know, it's its head, and it ends up hopping on the back of the of the shark and riding that motherfucker out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real, and it, and and you're like, dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, some, this some, is some, uh, some avatar shit, shit. <laughs> some gangster shit. And then eventually, the shark just like gets tired, and he just like, like, like she so lets the, go. The, of him. No, I mean, obviously, it's a spoiler for anybody that's listening and, and is really down into the octopus teacher. Oh, watch it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but at the end see. of the day, even if it's a spoiler, it seems like these things you just have to watch it. Like, it seems like what you're describing yeah. seems like you, it's just the images, and and we've never really had like. I mean, I guess it happens, but it's not common for you to have a film of somebody following the whole life uh, frame of, of, of like a thing, of a, of a living thing. But does he end up dying of natural causes? Like, you yeah. know, okay. So these, these animals, uh, you know, they, they mate and when they mate, it's towards the end of their life, you know? Uh, so they actually give birth to hundreds of thousands of little octopus, right? And a, only a handful of them really survive. It's like turtles, but even more like wait, like more babies. And um, and so like when when he gets to it and he, he comes back to her den and he sees this other octopus there and he's like, oh, shit, this is it. This is like when they start to mate. It's, and but he's like kind of like sad because he like knows like, oh, this is this is it for me. You know what I mean? And um, and so, yeah, I mean, you can see that she doesn't even move. She doesn't even eat. She's just sitting inside that den, taking care of the eggs and give, you know, feeding, feeding the eggs like the oxygen and the minerals from, 
from the water. They they've got like an exhaust, like the intake. The intake is just like sitting there, like sucking it up and shooting it out her butthole. I guess I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. But um, and then right as you know, all the right as they she gives birth or whatever, he he's there. He films the whole thing. It's really cool. And then you see her like just like laid out, strung out, like like a little bit in front of her den. And like she's like that's it. Like she she just had enough to, to give up to give up. Yeah, to to take care of the babies, and then that's it. And then the next day he comes back to see, and like the fishes are going at it. And then the next day comes, and and then finally a shark comes. The same fucking shark. You think it's the same dude? <laughs> the same. Yes, but it ain't. I don't think it's the same shark. But whatever. He comes and and takes her. And it was like no. crazy. You're, you're, you're typecasting you know all sharks. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, but fuck sharks. Like, I was just going to say, like... Fuck sharks. <laughs> no, but you always hear this shit whenever you're like, Damn. oh, sharks, because the way that humans look at it, we look at it the wrong way. Like, they're peaceful creatures, and, like, they won't attack you, really, unless you attack them. And it's like, no, fuck that. He's fucking with his octopus the whole time, and fuck the sharks. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, like, you also have to understand why he's fucking with the octopus this whole time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's how he survives, too. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, like, does what he do have they to eat? eat? What does the octopus eat? Uh, well, he, he, he ate a fucking crab. Like, he actually, yeah, I mean, he, he got a, he watched this whole thing, like, the chase of the octopus and the crab, which is crazy to me because the, I'm, first of all, I didn't know crabs could swim like that. Like, they swim fucking go at lobsters. Um, but, like, it, it eventually tried to be, like, in its, I guess early stages of its life, it tried to do like the swipe uh, with the tentacles, but it's too messy. It's not, it's not strategic enough. And then it gets, it starts to learn and then it like, it goes behind it and its tentacles start to reach out like around it. And it's really cool. And then it just like dives over it and creates a bubble, like a dome. <laughs> and it just doesn't let, it's like, it, it starts to inject them with the poison. And actually there's this, they have this one little tiny little like uh, tentacle on the end of each tentacle, there's a tiny, tiny little, like, h- hard thing that they drill. And it has to find, it has to, it has to basically, like, go right into the head of the, the mollusk or whatever it is that they're, they're going they're after. trying to eat, huh? Yeah. So, like, you'll see him going on the, on the beach looking at shells and studying shells. This guy looks like he's, like, solving the cold case of the year. He's got pictures, <laughs> he's got pictures all around his, his, his room and he's got like drawers like the, and drawers the string like, the, you know the string tying like that <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah pretty much and he pulls out these drawers and you can see like all of the little shells and it, all the different types of animals that this thing has eaten but like there's tiny 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 little holes and like he starts to go into the into the science of it and it's kind of cool I mean I, I love marine so it has suction it has poison and then he has like this little like a, like a pincer like a little point thing like a, like yeah, a little says, pointy he says if I remember correctly like on the tip of the of the tentacles there's something that it could just like it basically drills it's a drill that goes into the fucking fuck that this is not an animal you wanna fuck <laughs> no but then then the, then the yeah right then or the, fuck with then the yeah. octopus comes and like hugs him like throughout the shit like he like comes in and like, like envelops him yeah envelops him like and it's and it's all fun it's all good you know yeah and and he, he just sitting there like just petting his fucking octopus it's pretty now is this a big octopus kind of yeah i mean uh, uh it's not like one of these like nine footers it's uh it looks like um i don't know about the size of your chest i guess like you know? and you're saying that this octopus uh was like could eat a crab it ate a crab and probably several yeah, that's no, crazy, the, right? The, Look, it's the, like, the how do they crush it? They have teeth. Well, I mean, it it stops it, I guess, and envelops, and then the crab is trying to get out. But in the moment that it's trying to get out, it's taking hits on its underbelly and like going in at the head or wherever it needs to go in. And right, then but then what, after he kills it, how does he eat it? Um, I don't know if he went directly into did that. Show that. No, I mean, yeah, you, he he takes off with it and takes it to the den, you know. Like, uh, like they'll, it, it just stays within a pocket, like. So you that, never see it eat it. That's why. That's why I was wondering where you're saying like about fucking this octopus, because like you don't want to fuck it in the mouth or in the in the suction cups, because <laughs> the mouth has like a, like this like a like a beak almost parrot kind of oh, teeth. Oh fuck that! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it actually it's probably the it, worst it, animal. It, it, experiment <laughs> with. Well, it, it if you're getting started on this. On this bestiality <laughs> shit, don't go. Bro, you know the fuck. octopus should be the, the you know like the real 
Uh, what's it called? Pinnacle? <laughs> no, the, the pedestal. <laughs> Don't the, put uh, octopus on a pedestal. Huh? So he no, what? No, I just think that uh, basically it poisons it so it stops moving and then it starts to suck it, suck the meat out from within the shell. Because everything it eats almost, it's always a shell. Like it's always... Uh, like the, the shell stays behind, but everything else on the inside gets yeah, consumed. So it has to be like some, some way like, yeah. I don't know, doing some something. Yeah, maybe, it's got, maybe it's got a, a crab leg crackers like in its <laughs> den or something that it goes. <laughs> he does a little dipping. He has a little, little butter. melted butter. Butter. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure this guy rocks. You know, his den like a bachelor. You know, he, he, he uh, goes in like puts like a, like a little chef hat and shit. <laughs> now, do you think? Do you think Stephen? Part of what makes it cool is that for some reason when we look at like like a living thing we see the whole you know beginning to the end sort of puts into perspective our own life do you think that's part of it yeah actually that's what he was saying it says like you know when when he saw the octopus get attacked it it, it kind of it kind of made him feel a better understanding for the vulnerabilities his vulnerabilities his family like how 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 we are just living creatures and you know at any given moment we we could be in danger and we could we can lose our lives you know um so i guess the study of it just kind of brought him to that realization i mean we all know we're gonna die right but do we do we really understand it you know so well i mean we understand that a lot better i mean we're aware of it because it yeah. seems like from what i understand animals are not aware of it which i don't know how we can really know that well i mean you see also animals like crying like dogs like when a, when one of their dog friends like gets hit you see like or you know dogs are a little bit more emotional i guess but like there are animals especially bears and other other i, I you know i don't know about reptiles or like cold-blooded like, animals like mammals like monkeys yeah but monkeys for sure you know i i would well, I'd, monkeys are pieces of shit <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Stephen. I know that you you're the uh, what's the zoologist. word there, John? The, uh, <laughs> Our resident zoologist. Resident zoologist. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, from what like there's videos of like monkeys grabbing other smaller monkeys mm -hmm. and like tearing them apart alive just for the shits of it, like not even to eat them or anything. No, yeah. They have like they're ones. they're smart enough to like be evil. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it there. I mean, but that is that is like we do the same thing to ourselves, too. You know, well, if I mean, at the end of the day, piece of shits, we, we kill ourselves. For we the think shit of, of us like a civilized thing and we're not right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have the same same uh, optics, right? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't look the same like as a shark fucking tearing. But at the end of the day, we're, we're also like protecting ourselves from attacks and and life is a fucking funny thing. Um, I wanted to talk about a documentary that I watched, but I wanted to take a bit of the essence of what you said. Do you think, like when you watch this, it got you emotional, like to the point of tearing up? Oh, well, I mean, he's he's talking about it very, very, very eloquently. And it's like, it obviously is a cinematic documentary where you start to create this this emotion behind this animal. So when something happens to this animal... And when he shows you his emotion, it's like when people laugh, you tend to laugh. When people cry, you tend to feel for them. So to that degree, yeah, I didn't necessarily like ball, but I was like, like you know, your your throat gets a little. So so you did like <laughs> you were in the verge of tearing up, if not tearing up. Yeah, I felt for the guy. I felt for the guy because he went there every no, day. No, but can you say it? I mean, you don't have to feel like. No, I did. I did. I did mean, you, I okay. felt for him. I did you, you know, and I, did you I feel got, more for the guy or more for the octopus? Because I felt like. It, it, to me, I felt more for the octopus, you know, like fuck it, like living out its life and then, you know, dying at the end, being a mother, you know, yeah. shit like, like it, it, it struck me in the, in the sense of like, you know, uh, the mom does everything that they can to help the child um, uh, survive, yeah. even even if it means giving up her life. Right. And what sucks is that like these octopus don't don't realize uh, that motherly that motherly love because mm -hmm. it. it I mean, usually just passes right after it gives birth to this right. hundreds of thousands. So it's like, it, yeah, it's I more, mean, it's more of the instinct, like a, the instinct, uh, yeah. an instinct. Exactly. Exactly. So 
I felt for both. I, I mean, I felt for the octopus because, dang, you know, like it almost becomes like your your metaphorical pet. <clears throat> and then you feel for the guy because it's like, dude, this guy has dedicated. I mean, I can only imagine he goes out there at nighttime, like in the dead of night. He oh goes out in the day. Like, I, I mean, if I was his wife or his kids, I'd be like, dad, like. And this is like, is this right. out there in the sea? Like, hashtag out no there? <laughs> Hashtag no life. <laughs> Hashtag dad, where the fuck you at? Like, like this is like this. This ain't in the coast type shit. Like this is out there. No, this is in the. Well, it's in the coast, but I mean, it's deep and it's ocean, and it's fuck like fuck and it's crazy. that in Australia. In Australia, dude. Fuck that octopus and everything around it, bro. Like, Are you insane, man? No, watch, I can't even I, watch I'm it. To watch this shit. Watch, watch it. But uh, talking about. You know, documentaries that make you tear up and and get emotional and think about your own life, dude. I saw, I saw a, a couple documentaries along with the movie about it. I rewatched it about Apollo Apollo thirteen and and like you know the the other missions, like the whole Apollo program. And and dude, it was it was super crazy uh, the way that that these people were able to design this thing to get to the moon. Once it gets to the moon, you have to drop a lunar module to, to go down to the moon. Like once you're in the orbit of the moon, then you have to get another ship to go to the moon. Then you get that one back and attached to the original ship. And then you go back, right? Wait, so is, wait, 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 is this so I'm real? sorry, I, I think I jumped. Is this real? What do you mean real? No, no, I'm saying, is this is this what's happening currently? I mean, they haven't gone in 40-some years, but they did this. What do you mean? What do you mean it's real? Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, because to be honest with you, I stopped listening, like, at the beginning of your story. <laughs> this motherfucker, <laughs> so, dude. <laughs> no, okay, so... Yeah, so, people yeah, are really going to care about the fucking topics. No, I care, but, like, I just... I zoned out on, on some shit. So, tell me. So, okay. the... Yeah, go on. I, I, I'm so, you know. Okay, so there's the Apollo program. The Apollo program. And the, for, for the NASA... Space. Space, yeah. No, come here. <laughs> Fucking astronauts and shit. So they went to the moon okay. in 1969. Remember? <laughs> Remember, right? Yes. Now, 1970. No, no, no. I, just didn't, but I, didn't I, I didn't hear you say Apollo. I didn't hear you say Apollo missions. That's why I was Okay, like, the Apollo. Not the Apollo theater. The Apollo missions, right? So there's f uh, 13 or 14 missions. And then that's it. And then they move to another ship. The uh, Apollo 13, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. Well, I've seen... I, not... I didn't you've see heard the movie. of it. Or? I didn't see the movie, but I know of the mission and I know, like... What you haven't seen the movie? No, no, no. Oh, man. You're in for a treat, bro. Because I rewatched the movie. Oh, yeah? And because I had watched a few documentaries on this, I rewatched this movie, which I saw when I was a kid, because it's an old movie. Um, but not too old where it's like not good effects. Um, and dude, it was just a different type. Like it was a different movie for me once I knew the little bits and pieces. So nice. when I really encourage you to watch this, but so in Netflix, there's this documentary. It's called, um, mission control, I think, or command control, not mission control, which is the place in Houston where they sort of direct the whole astronaut thing you know like the, the the space flights and you really get to find out what it is that they do and that they're you know like they do so much like they pretty much do everything we kind of always glorify the astronauts which don't get me wrong they deserve it but they're really just there like doing you know switching shit and they're pretty much doing the things that like a robot couldn't do you know okay but yeah. everything's like prepared and designed by the people at the bottom in er on earth so i mean i'm not taking uh credit to anybody i'm just saying like you find out all that like you because before you thought it was like matthew mcconaughey on interstellar <laughs> yeah. right where he just yeah. gets on a ship and he's like fucking you know i'm fucking <laughs> killing this shit but no it's like a lot of it is all done by the people at the bottom like controlling the, the, the thing and everything so oh so they're dude, like remote controlling opening the, sh the spaceship and all that stuff that's not them like just Hitting that switch. A lot, a lot of things the astronauts do, but a lot of things that you wouldn't think the people at the bottom do, and then oh, wow. and then and then there's a lot of things that the bottom tells the top to do. Like, hey, click on this thing, click on that, hmm. right? Yeah. 
So I, I won't. I, I'll try to like g- give you like a like a summary of it because it's a lot to watch. But the main things on it, Ru- you know, they had the Cold War between Russia and the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they've had nuclear weapons for a while. The problem for the people that want to use nuclear weapons is always been how do we get this shit far enough to hit our enemies, right? Because, yeah, I mean, we dropped, well, not we, America, U.S. dropped nuclear bombs on Japan, but you had to literally go with a plane over the thing and drop it, right? With time, they started designing rockets that could, you know, or missiles that could take this nuclear bomb, but a nuclear bomb is heavy as fuck, so there hasn't, you know, even up to today, like North Korea and shit, they don't have a rocket that can take the nuclear thing far enough. Like I don't, I think they might reach Hawaii, but that's it. Like I don't even think they reach Hawaii. So, so like that's still an issue today. I mean, hope thankfully that doesn't exist because I guess that will fuck us up. But like the problem with the nuclear weapon for the people that want to use it is there's not a rocket that can go from here to Russia. For I mean, not from here. From let's say if, if Trump wanted to fuck with Russia. There's there's no rocket or missile that can carry a nuclear bomb from here from um, uh, U.S. to Russia. Same with like North Korea to Russia, right? So at that time, you had the Cold War. Nuclear warfare was like a fucking like if you think it's scary today. Back then, people were fucking you know because it had just happened, right? So they're thinking, okay, if we cannot literally take something and get it that far, how about we go to space? And then we can, like, do a shortcut, and then you can actually take it there, right? Because in space, you can actually use the the inertia that you get to space with to, like, put you in orbit around the Earth. And then you can reinsert where, when you need to. Like, it just opened up, like, all these things, like... So cool. Russia was the first one to send to orbit the Earth. Sputnik, right? Uh, well, that's the... the Satellite? The satellite. But it was oh, in one of those missions, right? Like, first they sent, like, a thing, like a dog. It was Laika. It was back in the day, Laika. It was this dog. It died. But they sent, like, a dog oh to the to, to space, right? And he died. Then they sent a man, and he goes in orbit around the Earth. And it was, you know, a Russian name. I, I don't remember right now. But he's, like, the, the first man to go to space. Then they also do the first man to orbit the Earth, then they orbit the moon, if I'm not mistaken, the Russians. They might have orbited the moon. But, you know, you needed to sort of, like, put your flag and hold your ground. So then Kennedy, uh, JF Kennedy, when he gets to office, he's like, we're going to go to the moon. Do not ask what you could do in the moon. Ask what the moon could do for you. You know, and so he's like, let's go to the moon. And he says, we're going to go to the moon in 10 years. Like this is a, like in ten years or less we're gonna be in the moon, and he said this in like 1960. So they start going to the moon and they design the Apollo program. The Apollo program was designed to go to the moon. So they have Apollo one. On Apollo one, it was super tragic and sad. There was like this issue in the command model, which is like the little triangular thing where like the little astronauts are and everything oh, yeah. else it's like the tip of the thing where the, uh, the oxygen gets there so they can breathe and shit but oxygen is also needed to do combustion so they have oxygen for both things so once they this thing explodes to before it explodes the, at the bottom because pr- practically it's an explosion some shit goes on in the command model and it sp- sparks the oxygen and Dude, it just fucking the whole thing just goes in flame, and they had an issue where like they couldn't open it from the inside. Oh my dude, God. it was horrible, right? So after that shit, everyone was like, "What the fuck?" It's like we, we need to have an old hands. What the fuck happened? Ah! We need to look at all. Like it was some shit. Like like all hands mother- on deck, kind of thing. No, like an all hands, like where you get everybody from the company and like let's get together. We need to talk about this. Oh, yeah. It's like all right, everybody's in there. All right. What the fuck happened? <laughs> like, they yeah, fucked yeah. up, right? Yeah, yeah, something fucked And three astronauts died. So after that, they made, like, some creed where they were, like, you know, like, efficiency and 
and perfection, some shit like that. Like, we will never fail. Like, we will never commit mistakes again. Like, we're going to be a fucking perfect machine. And they were. So then Apollo 2, they sent, like, a guy to space. And, like, Apollo 3, they, you know, little by little, they start doing more. Like, Apollo 4, they go around around the Earth, right? Apollo, you know, different things. Then they made the first important one was Apollo 8, where they go and they orbit the moon. Now, the way that this works is you first, you get out of the Earth. And once you're in outside of the Earth, you can stay in rotation around the Earth for free without wasting fuel because you're in the orbit of the Earth. Once you're in the orbit of the Earth, then they, at one point, they use combustion to to shoot towards the moon and keep so in like mind slingshot themselves out there yeah you kind of use a slingshot but you do need to put in some work to sort of get out of the of the orbit because because there is a force dragging you there so yeah. you need enough of it to like get you out of it but you, you do use the momentum that it has and obviously you're not pointing right at the moon you're pointing at the trajectory of the moon where the moon will be right because it's all moving yeah and then once you get to the moon you f- like it's not like you just get there like you, you sort of now during the orbit of the moon yeah dang so, that's crazy which is it's crazy right it, it's insane bro it's insane the, the insane part is when you watch this documentaries in the movie the instrumentation they had you're like how the fuck did you do this <laughs> like with a fucking 1965 radio and shit like dude it's insane right so so Apollo 8 they do the the loop around the moon then Apollo 9 and 10, they're supposed to go to the to like the actual moon. Actually, no, Apollo 9 and 10, they try out the lunar module. So now they need, once they're in the, in the orbit of the moon, they need another spacecraft, smaller one, to actually get from the big spacecraft down to the moon and then come back. So they were doing a lot of testing on how they can do that. And then Apollo 11 is the one that everybody remembers, which is when... Uh, Armstrong, is it Neil? Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Buzz Aldrin and another guy, they go to the moon. And two of them actually touch the moon, and that's, you know, everybody knows about that. All right, cool. They come back. On Apollo 8, the guy that was on Apollo 8, his name is Lovell. He's the, the guy that's played by Tom Hanks on the Apollo 13 movie. He comes back on Apollo 11. He was a backup astronaut, but he doesn't go up. Apollo 12 comes. They go to the moon and back. No problem. Nobody ever talks about them because they're just like, oh, they went to the moon again. Okay. So when Apollo 13 comes, Lovell just gets called. Lovell is the guy. He just gets called like, hey, you're going to go to the moon. He's like, oh, fuck, again. Okay. But he hasn't touched the moon. So he's like, fucking, I went around it. I was so close. Now I want to fucking go to the moon. All right. So he's the most experienced one, and they put him with two other guys. He's going to the moon. It's Apollo 13. His wife is like, why do you have to go on 13? It's a bad luck number. You know, like, couldn't you go on, like, 14? Or it's like, well, it's after 12, so it's 13, so. <laughs> dude, but, I mean, yeah, like, that's, if, if I was his wife or if I was something like that, I was like, dude, like, that's that's quite a, yeah, quite quite the number, quite the, the mission you want to go on, especially because, well, it was all within a 10, 10 year span. So I guess it's, it's all right. So sorry to interrupt. Continue. Yeah. So 13, uh, you know, astronauts and scientists are like, well, no, what the fuck? We're not super superstitious or anything like that. So they schedule the thing to to like the, the flight will, will be at one thirteen. Which in military time is thirteen thirteen, to kind of like fuck with it, like suck my dick. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. So, so that's the, the that's that, right? So then they go on the thing. Once they're going up, out of the five engines, one of them is not working. Like once they start like getting off the atmosphere. But that thing is just going to take them to space. And once they're in space, that drops. So this yeah. is like the big part of the rocket is really just fuel. And they disconnect that right away. So they're like, well, command center at the bottom or mission control. They're like, no, it's not a problem. With four rockets, you're good to go anyway. Once you're up there, just discard it. All right, cool. They discard it. 
And then for 55 hours, it takes like two days, I think, to get to the moon. Or four days, actually. So two days in, they're good to go, right? Like they're on, on, the ra on route to the moon. Uh, and once you're on route to the moon, you don't use your rockets, nothing, because there's no friction or nothing. So you're just coasting. Yeah. So they do transmissions to Earth. You know, like these transmissions where you see the astronauts inside, which is crazy to think they were doing this back then. They had they had no internet, but imagine how crazy it is. People didn't give a fuck up because like Apollo eleven went to the moon, Apollo twelve. People didn't give a fuck about it, so they didn't even broadcast the thing to like the news or anything. Like it was just to like the families of the astronauts, which like pissed off a lot of people. Uh, like at that that like around that week, the Beatles had broken up. This is an interesting fact. The Beatles decided that they were gonna break up, so it was like people cared about it was like when we, when we talk about like social media and nobody gives a fuck about like that was what it was happening like they had all social media um, oh my god that movie airport had just came out so they were like on some other shit so they didn't even but they were like doing broadcasting everything was perfect and 55 hours in there's an explosion boom and that's when the whole ordeal happens uh, I really want to talk more about like the, the craziness of it more than the technical part so I'm gonna try to but it's just so much of it that it's hard to summarize but mainly what ends up happening is something blows up because of uh, oxygen again like oxygen is super dangerous apparently because any 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 fire like any little spark can make it explode and you wouldn't think so but the reason why a lighter can can do this is because there's oxygen there's a fuel and there's a spark but you need the oxygen in space, there's no oxygen, so you need to have oxygen along with the fuel when you need to use propulsion. There's just so many things to it, right? But the thing is, for some reason, there's like a little spark that makes this oxygen explode, and part of their engine and part of their ship is fucked. So now, they're heading to the moon, and their ship is fucked, and they're in a metal box with the computing power of a fucking 7th grade calculator. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And you need to watch the movie and documentaries because this thing is insane. What ends up happening, bro, is they decide, all right, let's get to the moon. And we're going to get on orbit with the moon and slingshot around the moon and come back. The problem is the main spaceship, to call it somehow, they don't call it a spaceship back then, but it's fucked. So the lunar module, the little smaller one that they were going to use to go to the moon and back, which is not designed to really do the whole thing. Like, it's just designed to do that little thing. They need to now use that, right? But there's not enough power on that little thing to do what they need to do to come back. So then they need to, like, see how they fucking save uh, electricity to do it. So the main thing that sucks up the energy is a heater because up there is cold as fuck. So, th so they need to cut off the heater. So they're fucking freezing and everything's getting condensed. So they figure out uh, one way or another, you need to watch it, to, to get back to Earth. And not, and, but everything was a fucking ordeal. Because once you're like back in Earth, you need to enter Earth in a specific angle. Because if you enter it, but you're, the angle is too steep, then you're just going to bounce and go like... It, the, the, it's going to drag you a little, but you're going to keep going in space forever. And if you go too direct in Earth, then... Poof. So you need to go in a perfect angle. Dude, it was like when you watch this thing, it was biblical. People and broadcast stations were waiting for when they were coming in because they didn't know if the heat shield was going to like endure it all and kill them. And it was like, I, I never thought like this. I never thought this should happen. So, yeah, so pretty much. You're, 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 you're holding out on me. What the fuck? What's the Go ending of this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I prefer to say it like this and then have you ask me what you think is interesting to know because <laughs> otherwise I feel like I'm ranting on this shit. I could talk for hours, but yeah. what no, are your questions on it or your no, thoughts? No, dude, I mean, all right. So, like, I know of this of the mission. I don't know if they made it back or not. I mean, I know there's an Apollo 13. And did they, did uh, like, I'm trying to think of it like Hollywood style. Like, oh, guys, like go I, I you know i'll stay with the ship you guys go in the little in the little pod and fucking hit it you know what i'm saying and then it's like i i don't know like what i guess my questions is like how did they how did they do it dude it did was like that it was like on some hero type shit and some hero shit? on like some movie type shit bro bro when i saw the movie i was like oh like 
I saw I saw it when I was a kid. I didn't get it. This is like a real story, and it's for real. The movie says the real shit that happened. I mean, yeah. I, obviously, you know, they have to always make it a little nicer with Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon and all this shit, but... Bro, I'm telling you, dog. It was on some hero shit. So when they were coming back, to give you a little like little nuggets, they had oxygen, right? Okay, we figured out how to have enough oxygen for everybody. Okay, cool. But now they're throwing carbon monoxide into the ship because that's what you throw out when you breathe. Yeah. And the little ship was only designed to take care of you for a day. So, so like, you needed filters to filter out this shit. Oh. But they only had a lot of filters for the other ship. And you know what? The ships... The filters were different, bro. One of them was cylinder and the other one was a square. So they had to, in the bottom, in Earth, tell all the engineers that knew the type of, sh like, the materials that were inside the thing. Like, oh, this duct tape. There was one guy that for some reason like, oh, we should include duct tape on the thing. Without the duct tape, they wouldn't have been able to, to make this little adapter with, like, Dude, using folders and shit so that the square thing could fit on the cylinder filter so that they wouldn't oh. die intoxicated with their own carbon monoxide. And this is just one of the problems that they had to figure out on the <laughs> way, bro. All I'm thinking, because this guy, if he's not, I don't know if he's, I think he's still alive, but there's a lot of interviews on him. They asked him, like, oh, were you thinking about death? And, like, he's like, no, I couldn't. Like, I had to do a job, so I did the job. And I'm just like, I did the job? What the fuck? Like, dude, these are different people. I wouldn't have been able to do any of that shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Houston, fix this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Send the Uber. <laughs> Yo, talk to Trump. You better rescue me up in this motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, it's insane what they did. Insane, man. Oh, wow. No, hey, man, you know what? I'm, I got nothing to do this afternoon. That's probably what I'm going to watch. So... Seems like quite a quite a story. Yeah, there's oh a movie, and both in Netflix you have the movie Apollo 13, and you have the documentary on the mission control. Whatever you prefer to watch first is it, the same. But dude, it's crazy. This is one of the craziest stories that I've revisited because I never really thought about it before, and it just makes me think like, man, sometimes humans, yes, we're pieces of shit, and there's a lot of shit, you know killings people hate on each other all these things but bro also humans can do insane marvelous things you know yeah and you know at the end of the day like back then you had russia and everybody like trying to get to the moon first because you know it's a territorial thing it was nuclear war thing but like i mean then you have then you have these these stories and if uh, the russians had this sort of story that happened to them you know i'd i'd, I'd be like team russia you know i'd be team russia right i mean i'm not i'm you know be like I'm, i guess what i'm saying is i'd be happy for them it's funny though how everything that we know i feel like all the shit all the crazy stuff movie-esque stuff has always happened to america and i wonder has is there things are these are there more stories like this, but in uh, f for other countries in the world? I'm pretty sure. I mean, at the end of the day, all these movies, they're propaganda. And even though they are stories, like real stories, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's sort of like, it is biased. It's always like that, you know? Uh, right? That's what I'm thinking. Of. Like, it can't be, it can't possibly be just America. You know what I mean? It feels no, I mean, like, like everything I, happens to America. I actually, mean, I, I think on Netflix, there's also... A documentary on the Russian guy, and I have his name here. It's Yuri Gagarin, and this is the guy, the first guy to go into space, and he orbited the Earth for uh, two hours, almost. Mm. And so there's actually, yeah, it's actually a movie. There's a movie on Netflix that came out in 2013. I might watch this. So this tells a story, but you are right. Like it seems that a lot of times, you know, I mean. The story, they say the story gets told by the winner. Yeah. By the victor. Or or rather, story is written, is written by the victor. So, and it is fucked up, you know? Like, and the stories is always like, yeah, we're the triumph and all this thing. And so, but who knows? But but with the Apollo thing, man, fuck that. I don't care. No, but it is true what happened. I mean. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You know what's funny when I was watching all these documentaries, uh, I started thinking about the flat Earth people, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, how could you even think that is an option when there's so much evidence that not only that there is space and that we went to space, but like, like none of it would work if like if like all this physics and things that that we figured out are based <laughs> on the fact that this is a sphere. So otherwise, people would have just crashed into like. Like we wouldn't have been able to do anything that we've done if it There's wasn't no because thing as orbit. If you can't yeah, go around like, an orb, like I, 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 know, I know people. Nobody thinks this is for reals, but I'm just thinking like, how could you even fancy the idea with on something like I understand if you're going like a lot of conspiracy <laughs> theories have holes in them. I mean, or rather, conspiracy theories are about stories that have holes in them, and you mm-hmm. could be like, mm, you're crazy, but I get what you're saying. Like, if that was to be that in this, then yeah. Like who killed JFK? Like, well, the guy, you know, this, you know, he was talking to the communists and shit. It's like, I guess, I mean, could be. I don't think so, but it could be. But with this thing, it's like as a flat Earth thinker, like, how the f- like, there's no way, like, and they're like, no, because everybody's lying and they have this this lie altogether, bro. Humans, even though we're really marvelous at things, we're too stupid to like keep a secret like between <laughs> millions of people, like. Yeah, I just. But when you see this thing, you're like, oh yeah. It makes it so much even more uh, true that you like. Of course, they there's a space and because the, all the things they did, man, it's, it's it's insane. And they did it with the power of a calculator, of a little calculator, <laughs> right? Oh boy, but, but that's um, humans for you. I know you're an animal lover, but humans also do some crazy stuff. But anyways, dude, that was uh. That was one that I wanted to talk to you about, and for everybody watching, make sure to watch My Octopus Teacher on Netflix, and also Apollo 13 and Mission Control documentary. Really amazing if you want to take a look at things that are informative and interesting, and we'll see you uh, in a few days with the next episode. Thank you for tuning in, and peace out. Don't be fucking octopus, for real though.